Welcome to the next edition of the Second Floor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kenny Bullock, and as our current listeners know, and for our new listeners, to give you an idea of what we talk about, we talk about how to survive, how to thrive, and keep the good vibes alive. And today's guest is a very special guest. He happens to be a man who we have collaborated and partnered up with to host our very first annual networking mixer event at El Centro Restaurant. I give you the man, the myth, the legend, Antonio. Antonio is a man who's been in the restaurant industry for years, ever since he was at the shy age of 12 years old. He was bussing tables and cleaning dishes for his family-run restaurant as a child. And he has now successfully owned up to three restaurants himself. De Capo and El Centro are currently cafes and restaurants in which Antonio is currently the founding father of. And he has taken his roots where his love for Italian food and Italian cuisine has been now brought into Edmonton to craft the most detailed coffee, the most exquisite pizzas at El Centro, where I'm sitting today. Sponsorships, of course. Wow, our first sponsorships. Let's mention Q Films, for starters. This episode is brought to you by Q Films. They happen to be the ones behind the scenes, the ones working late nights to ensure that the Second Floor Podcast is up and running on all platforms. As well, for anybody out there who wants to know what Q Films does outside of keeping this podcast functioning, they host weddings. They also video and film and do photography for businesses out there. You name it. You need a photographer, you need a videographer, contact Q Films. If you would like to get in contact with them, please message your other co-host, Omid Kaderi, and he'll gladly be in touch with you. Second sponsorship. Wow, we have two already. <laughs> Second one, Laser Shear and Acne Clinic. This episode is brought to you by one of Edmonton's very first and one of the best advanced skin rejuvenation clinics. You want Botox? Fillers? Do you want to get permanent laser hair removal? Do you just want anything remotely to do with perfecting and beautifying your image? Contact Lasershear today inside West Edmonton Mall. Lasershear currently offers free consultations for any one of the following services I had mentioned previously, and they can be contacted by calling 780-489-1950. Ladies and gentlemen, if you so choose to wish to be sponsored through the Second Floor Podcast, please contact us and you can be mentioned on the next episode. We are now going to dig deep and bring Antonio on board, and we can't wait for you to learn more about him. Welcome, Antonio. Thank you. It's awesome to have you, my friend. For those that don't know, here's the funny thing, is you and me have already met each other three, four, five times already. We're planning a wicked event that we're doing together. We're going to have the second floor podcast, first actual annual event inside El Centro. So first of all, I have to thank you on that. And for those of us, for those listening who don't know 
uh, what El Centro is, or, or maybe they walked by and then they saw the name, why don't you give them an idea from the founder's perspective uh, what El Centro means? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, El Centro means in the center, and we're downtown Edmonton. Um, El Centro, we want this to become the center of people's lives. We want them to be able to come here and center themselves. If they're having a rough day, if they got things going on in their lives, they can come here. We're trying to build a really strong community of the people that kind of work and live in this neighborhood. Eventually, we want people to come and kind of come from everywhere. And the idea is that we're building a community. Mm -hmm. With that community comes support, comes friendship, comes genuine relationships that all stammer will start from this place, from El Centro. Absolutely. And I love how you're doing it inside downtown. Like we are at the heart of downtown. We're on, I believe, 10. We're on 99th in Jasper. There you go. Perfect. And when you're having a lot of people come in here, are they coming for, for coffee, for food? Is it is the mix of everything? Like if, if you're to define yourself as, as an eatery or a coffee shop, what is it? We're a community. This is a community building place and depending on what people are looking for, they come for all of that. They come for a coffee, they come for a healthy meal, they come for a post-drink beverage, yeah. they come before they go to the theater, they come to just escape, uh, they come to just take a minute for themselves when, you know, they've had a long day or something's going sideways, they come, they sit down, they have a coffee, awesome. they come for conversation, they come, we treat people like people here. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that you can come and it's more important that we ask you how you're doing and then what can we get for you. Definitely first business or first pleasure rather than business nice i love that and then when you when you look at certain let's say coffee shops in general right like i, I know just before this I, I made the mistake of coming in with a tim hortons cup <laughs> you guys should have seen it antonio took my coffee cup he threw it out and he's like we're gonna get you a real coffee so so for those actually working in the downtown area this is the place to go and you know when you when you look at that i find that a lot of people antonio need to respect the space of, of when you are inside a place like El Centro. It's like home away from home, Absolutely. right? Like how you're saying you're building a community here. When people are on their break or when people are done work, they want to be able to come to a place like this before they go home. For sure. Right? For sure. And I wanted to know, is, is El Centro, does a lot of it have to do with like your Italian background? Because I understand that's where your parents and roots are from. And I want to know how that background of yours kind of uh, turned into something like this as a restaurant. For sure. I have a European background. So my father's from southern Italy. He's an immigrant. My mother is born and raised in Canada. My grandparents are immigrants from Germany and Ukraine. So I've got a full European background. Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, I grew up in, born and raised in Edmonton. I love this city. Uh, I've traveled back to Italy many, many, many times. I uh, lived there for two stints, one was half a year, one was a year, and everything I've kind of done since I moved back, which the last time was 2002, mm -hmm. I opened my first business in 2003, was all inspired by my travels, wow. but I wanted people here to be able to enjoy what I had the pleasure of living for a year, which is that Italian lifestyle, where you pull into a, a cafe, or we refer to this as a bar, uh, where you can go in and have a coffee, uh, and with that, that's where you start meeting people and it's not about taking a coffee and running to work or having it over your keyboard. Mm -hmm. It's about stopping and taking five minutes for yourself yeah. and have a conversation, say hi to the person next to you. Before you know it, you're actually meeting for the coffee. Yeah. You don't have to spend the day there. We're all busy, we all have stuff to do. But taking those five minutes for yourself when you go back to work, yeah. instead of taking an hour and a half to do 60 minutes of work, now you do it in 50 because you've actually unplugged. So the idea, in time we say staccare, means to unplug, you can just recenter get re-energized, have your coffee, have your juice, have whatever it is that you've kind of come here for. Of course. And when you go back to wherever you're going, you're just kind of clear-minded and you can kind of 
hit the ground running and I be like more that. productive. You almost, the way I picture this, I'm a big visualizer and I'm always painting the picture in my head, right? I like metaphors. And I, I picture El Centro being, in a, in a sense, your charging station. For sure. Right? Absolutely it is. You come here, you have your coffee, and let's say, let's say I'm new to coffee, mm-hmm. right? And I don't, I, I certainly, I'm at that point in my life, Antonio, where I have to have a coffee a day. Of course. Right? I'm just starting now that we're, we're connecting and we're becoming more friends and, yeah. and you're teaching me about what certain uh, coffee types are, are going to do for yourself for sure. and, and what and when you, you should have a coffee for, right. right? So when I'm drinking coffee, especially when I'm new to it, mm-hmm. which, how should I explore it? What, like, do I just go for that London fog that sounds pretty, it sounds delicious, or, or what coffee should I drink and when, depending so on that time? This, again, everything I've done is inspired by traditional Italian coffee. Nice. So London Fog for me is something I only introduced recently. There's yeah. actually no coffee in it. It's a tea-based beverage uh, with a syrup. Uh, we don't offer syrups in our coffees. Mm-hmm. We're of the opinion that if you have to add a syrup to a coffee, you're trying to mask something. So we've worked uh, with the Rose Master 12 years ago. It was the first time to develop our espresso blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinque is the name of it, meaning five. Uh, so there's five beans in the blend, 100% Arabica. Mm-hmm. And we've... For necessity, changed roasters over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, our coffee now is roasted in Calgary. We receive it once a week, super fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this last kind of move in, la- in the last year, it's been our, without a doubt, our kind of most um, accomplished roaster who's actually doing the roasting right now. And it's just been spectacular. And wow. the feedback's been great and super consistent and it's very fresh. Awesome. In respect to what you should have and how you should start when you're kind of new to coffee, Italian children drink basically latte cafe, which mm-hmm. is milk with a splash of coffee in it, espresso. Yeah. It's with sugar. That's one of the first beverages that I had as a kid. Oh, nice. Absolutely. And then with time, as you're just like everything, as your palate becomes more uh, rounded and more sophisticated and more refined, mm-hmm. you start to crave less milk and maybe you move or graduate to a cappuccino. And then from a cappuccino, then you can go to a macchiato, so it's a lot less milk. It's an espresso with a stain of milk, so just a little bit, and eventually to an espresso. I, at this point in my life, I only drink espressos. Yeah. I don't uh, drink cappuccinos and lattes for the last 30 years. Yeah. I had probably two, three cappuccinos a day. I'd start my day with a cappuccino. It's kind of like my breakfast. Yeah. And then I would have another one around 10, 30, 11, maybe yeah. one more shortly after, and then it was espresso for the rest of the day. Is it just the idea of it being quick? And it gets the job done. Absolutely. But it can clean sure. it very quickly. With the cappuccino, it kind of satiates you a little bit because there's the yeah. milk and the foam and it kind of fills you up a little bit. Absolutely. The espresso, I drink coffee for the flavor. Caffeine, sadly, has zero effect on me. I've probably yeah. uh, surpassed that limit. I yeah, got used to it. But completely <laughs> used to it. But I, I crave espresso, but not espresso. I crave the flavor of a delicious coffee. Of course. So when I'm traveling, unless somebody's told me like this place is out of the park, mm-hmm. uh, I'll usually relate to having either an Americano mm-hmm. or perhaps even a single origin, like a drip coffee or a specialty coffee, um, just because I don't want to have a bad espresso because what's yeah. left on your palate, you have to leave the cafe with it. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I'd prefer not to drink a coffee than to drink a bad coffee of course. and because I don't take sugar in my coffee yeah. you really taste everything about it if it's made well the nuances of it etc yeah so I would uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say my espresso is not but I certainly yeah. I certainly appreciate you know good espresso definitely see yeah. and I, I didn't even realize that up until now I was like wow I'm just gonna have you keep talking about coffee because you know it so <laughs> damn well right I, I think it's fair for our audience and, and everyone in Edmonton to know how you're you're Pretty much your resume prior to even opening up a restaurant has been really 
from when you were working with your parents growing up mm -hmm. inside their own restaurant and you've been a part of this all your life yeah. and I, I would I think people deserve to actually hear about that and and know just based off of your entire life's experience in being part of the restaurant what are some founding principles that you believe you've kept with you to run something like Al Centro and keep it running and keep it successful the most important thing I learned was this industry here requires a lot of work. So if you're scared of work, this is not the industry for you. Um, your clients are your bread and butter. You got to treat them like gold. You got to look after them. Um, when we had our first family business, it was my mother and my uncle. Uh, it was actually a fast food restaurant. It was called A1 Submarine and Burgers. It was on Jasper Avenue, 106th Street. Wow. Uh, I was barely tall enough to reach the table. I stood on a milk crate and took hamburger buns apart and ran them through a little conveyor belt. So that was the first thing I did in this industry. Damn. Uh, peeled onions, that was the next thing I did. And yeah. being uh, innovative in, in ideas and kind of a bit of obsessed with uh, process and improving things, yeah. uh, I couldn't stand the crying of you know, having to peel onions. Yeah. So I would wear a scuba mask uh, to peel the onions. And it was just like, how do I make this better? So it's got to be an right? easier way to do this. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realize it was through the nose that is why you cry. Yeah, but wow. these are all just you know, trying to improve on a process. And that's kind of always been my, uh, I would say my strength in this business mm -hmm. is that I recognize there's an issue and then I won't sleep until how do we do this better? How do we do this faster? Is it a better experience for the client? Is the product better? And these are all the reasons yeah. or the things that motivate me to continue to do what I do. So I've taken all the lessons I've learned over the years. We had the first food truck in Edmonton in the 80s. Wow. Uh, we had a tremendous amount of success with it. Uh, I would skip school to go help my uncle. Like, yeah. I genuinely love this business. So I would skip school, go, he was at Churchill Square, and I'd go help him. Um, summer, kids went and did camps and did whatever they did. I went and worked in the truck, and we did the full uh, festival circuit in Edmonton. Yeah. We would do a lot of events outside of the city, like uh, motocross and that awesome. kind of stuff. Yeah. So you really see, you know, you see your family, your parents, your relatives working really hard. And, yeah. you know, builds character. And of course. I'd say when I was young, sometimes you're like, ah, you know, I wish I could go, but guess what? I got a good lesson of uh, work ethic. Like yeah. I've really built a good work ethic over those years of yeah. seeing how hard you have to work to Definitely. be successful. Yeah. And with that, I've it's been useful with sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to be successful, you got to train hard. You got to be willing to suffer. Yeah. This is very much like getting in the ring with uh, with Tyson. You know, like yeah. this is no joke. So if you open a business, you know, the day you open, it's not going to be what you expect. Yeah. Uh, and if you're super busy, like in terms of you were expecting less. You're in the ring. You got to figure it out. You got to make yeah. it happen. So everything's about you got to be able to roll the punches in this business. Exactly. A lot of things don't go as planned. And I think that's just a testament to realizing when, whenever you're starting a business, a lot of times you might be so fixated on certain, let's say, things that you hope to have happen the mm -hmm. way you're you're going to perceive it. Yeah. And especially when you're a big visualizer and you're like, okay, it's gonna happen like this. And if I if I do all of these things, it's gonna look exactly like this. The final product is going to be this way. All is going to be great. Right. And when we first met actually, I'll never forget when you said this. And it, it just I feel like it encapsulates everything we're saying here. Where I believe it was your first opening day at Al Centro. Doors were open. Anybody was welcome to come in and have a coffee, to have a nice slice of pizza. And you had someone ask for an order, and then we realized, or you realized that, okay, there was a limited quantity of spoons, or limited quantity of plates. plates. Yeah. So then what did you have to do? You stopped yourself, 
you learn, okay, well, w- w- this wasn't part of my day today. I got to go and I got to get more plates. Yeah. And you had to physically put yourself out of the restaurant for, sure. for a few minutes there. And I can't imagine, like, the anxiety that that would come with when you're like, okay, I'm supposed to be at the restaurant. What if, what if we do get hit with a 20 top? Because yeah. anything is inevitable when you're running a restaurant. For sure. Right? For sure. So all these things that you're dealing with, I mean, it's everything from getting plates to payroll yeah. to ensuring that you're hitting targets. For sure. And it's just like you said, like you're going in there and it's like you're fighting in the ring. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get thrown at you. Not a chance. You could, you could prepare all day for jabs coming your way and you're going to slip it. You're going to slip it. But you got to prepare for everything else. Of course. Absolutely. Right? When I opened Leva, my first, um, my first concept, uh, I had just moved back from Italy. And one of the things that was so like important to me in terms of this concept was I provided a very, very authentic experience. You can't take a coffee to go in Italy. Then you could. Now, tourist areas, maybe. Yeah. But back then, no such thing. You have to sit. You have to sit. Okay. So when I opened Leva, in my whole duration there, it was three and a half years that I was there before I moved on to open the capo. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go cups. So people would come in and ask me for a coffee. And at that point, I was very stubborn. Yeah. And I said, where are you going? The door hasn't even closed yet. Come in, sit down, have a cappuccino. Yeah. I don't even know your name. I can't see you smile when you're walking down the street drinking your coffee. Uh, Relax, chill out. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. It's unbelievable. Can I take four of my colleagues? Tell your colleagues to come visit you here. Yeah, yeah. What I realized over time was like, well, I'm letting money walk out the doors. So I had to adapt. But I didn't actually make that change until I opened the capo. Back then, like the environment is something I'm very conscious of, and we try mm-hmm. to be really conscious in terms of what we choose for packaging, etc. Yeah. Back then, biodegradable stuff wasn't available. Now, you know, 2008, 2009, that kind of stuff was much more readily available and cost yeah. effective, mm-hmm. where I said, okay, now it's available, now we can start doing to-go cups. But that's when I kind of matured as a business owner and said, okay, you got to start rolling with the punches, otherwise yeah. you're going to get left behind. Absolutely. And you that's learned, this industry for sure. You really learned how to adapt Absolutely. there, right? And that's not an easy thing to do. It's not, especially when you're stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> especially when it's like my way, the highway type yeah, Pretty much. That's right? where it was. I would honestly, I would, I would literally give people directions how to get to Starbucks or Second Cup if they wanted vanilla in their lattes. Yeah. You know, I would literally say, it's two blocks, make a left. It's just over there. We don't do that here. You know, now I say, listen, first latte is on me. If you don't like it, like we, we have a spectacular blend. We've worked really hard to perfect it. If you don't like it, you know, I've tried. The first one's on the house. And, you know, most people are like, oh, okay, this is a little different. You know, if sugar you crave, leave sugar on the bar. If you want to mask bad coffee, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So a lot of what we're talking about is, is what people see, right? And mm-hmm. I know we mentioned this even prior to going live is, all people are going to judge your restaurant off of is, is what they see as the final product. Right. What they're going to taste, what they're going to eat. They don't see pretty much 80% or even 90% of what you're doing in the background of to keep it functioning. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't want to ask what that 80% looks like because I'm sure anyone can think about all the, the ordering, the conversations, everything that has to remotely do with building a restaurant. What I want to ask is what do you do as a, as a human, Antonio, to, to prepare yourself to do all those things? What are some of the, the daily habits that, that you've built as a person mm-hmm. to ensure that you're able to obviously have a happy marriage, have a happy restaurant, be a happy individual yeah. in running what you've been running now? Full transparency, life and being a business owner is very much like an elevator. Sometimes you're going up and sometimes you're going down. And as long as the elevator is moving, you're in, you're in good shape. If the elevator stops, you're in trouble. 
but what I've done over the years, uh, I used to be a competitive cyclist. I used to train 10, 15 hours a week. Yeah. That was my escape. That's where I dealt with a lot of the, the days, stresses, and situations. Yeah. I'd go for a couple hour ride outside of the city, out on the secondary roads. You kind of clear your mind, you come back. On um, the weekends, I would race. And again, that really high exertion, you just kind of, it was a really good work balance, work-life balance, and it helped to really help me digest the issues. Uh, the last few years, getting off gender open have been really, really straining years. Um, I had some health issues I had to deal with, got over those, and then got back to training, uh, not on the bike, just mostly in the gym, and that's been really instrumental. I started meditating. Uh, a friend of mine invited me to join him uh, on a trip to China. We went to a monastery and did Tai Chi and awesome. meditated for a week, and it was wow. just like... This is incredible. Like I need to like really make this a part of my daily routine. Yes. Uh, again, came back hot and heavy. It was every day. Then it's every two days, and you're busy. And you find excuses. Yeah. And the hardest thing to stay on top of personally is you make commitments that you want to do this. You, this is important to me. But sometimes work, life. Uh, we're expecting a child now, so my wife's you know, needs a little extra help. Yeah. And so all these things you kind of always get kind of sideswiped. Yeah. But. Again, just gonna refer to boxing. You have to be able to take the hit, you know, kind of recenter and just get back to, you know, get your focus and get back to your road. So I've been really working hard now to get my activity back up to where I need it to be, just because yeah. I know how much uh, it helps me digest ideas. And also, when you start building up angst, uh, doing some type of activity, especially for something really high exertion, yeah. it just kind of flattens you out. Like if yeah. you just bury yourself in, uh, you know, in the cycling world, we paint. Like if you do. Uh, a hill climb and you just your legs are burning your lungs are on fire but you know you can see it's 50 meters away it doesn't matter how hard it hurts you just got to push right to that finish line yeah that's kind of what running a business is like because every totally. day it's it's an uphill battle it's very rare today's wow. a downhill day because we're close so there's not much to go wrong yeah. right so today's easy <laughs> we're okay easy. Right? we're good um you know i came in early got a bunch of errands done yeah. did a bit of paperwork um, so today was a pretty easy day, you wow. know, did a few errands, so it's, it's, you know, it's pretty easy, like in that respect, but meditation, uh, when I was doing it super regularly, it's very helpful, uh, it really helps yeah. to kind of, you know, just kind of see clarity, um, also planning in your head what you need to accomplish in a day, of course. but one of the most important things that I've learned, uh, I've had somebody share this with me, and this was um, a friend of my father's, lives in Vancouver, he's probably seven years old, I called him and he's a uh, equipment supplier uh, I called him one day his name's Ramo and uh, he's like Antonio what's wrong he could, he could hear it in my voice yeah. I was like oh, I'm just having a frustrating day like I'm trying to get A, B, C, D and E done and I just like, things keep coming my way and he says to me in Italian he goes you know what my mother said to me once and it translates to do what you can not what you want because if you always want to do what you want and it doesn't happen it's going to bring you down you oh. try to get A, B if you get to C D&E can wait till tomorrow. Wow. So I've always been of the mentality, the more you do today, the less you do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And in this business, I still live it because if I can go do one extra errand today, that means tomorrow I have a little bit more free time to potentially spend with the client or deal with today's you know situation. Of course. So do what it takes to get it done. It is, slows is, things down. Too. It slows things down. And some days you got to push a little harder to make it happen. Other days you just got to accept that it's not going to happen today. Yeah. So that's been, you know, for sure a journey for me as a human i forget as a business person yeah. to be a little bit more accepting like we're always a product of our you know our parents our upbringing of course so if your parents were super ocd or very chill mm -hmm. you know probability is pretty high you're going to be that way too in our family it was work 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 
you know, like, no, no, there is no this is good enough. It's got to be this. It's got to be bars here. It's got to be there. There's no... Yeah. So it's hard to stray from that because it's it's literally a part of my fabric. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of amazing educational <laughs> key points you hit on. That was amazing. Speaking of parents, what do you think is is one thing that you learned from your parents that you, you've put into to yourself today? I mean, you know, you said that a lot. In a lot of ways, we we, we are both of them. For sure. The good, the bad, the ugly, yeah, you know. We Sometimes are. we wake up and we're like, whoa, I just did what my dad did. Yeah. Or I just, you know. And I, I swore I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. Oh, no, absolutely. So what are some things you feel like, you know, mainly for the good that you've yeah. taken from them that you know you just apply in your life now? You have to work hard. That's for sure. You got to work yeah. hard. Uh, honesty, integrity, yeah. um, never, you know, never screw anybody. Like yeah. life is about being able to look somebody in the eye and, you know, being honest, being respectful. That's super important. And, you know, do what you say and say what you do. Exactly. That's super Back important. Absolutely. Right. I love yeah. that. I think, you know, it's so easy nowadays to say yes to anything. Of course. Right. And then going back to what you said, once you do say yes to everything, now you're yeah. held accountable. Of course. Now it becomes the A, B, C, D, and E in yeah. which you feel like you are obligated to do in that day. For sure. You know, but then when you can quickly be honest and say, yeah. you know what, maybe that's just, a, it's not feasible. Right. Right. I would have respected that even if you said to us, Kenny, Omid, second floor podcast event okay maybe it's not feasible in this next month but you know what july that time yeah. let's do it super and realistic it's honest right you know what we're doing the event on the fifth we're going to do it most likely tentative july 8th july on 8th. monday perfect that's our due date Done. so do what it takes right yeah exactly. <laughs> if i gotta come here <laughs> zip to the hospital I do yeah. what it takes so sometimes i'm really good at taking on more than i should which the again he's coming <laughs> on the same day of the first event here we go i got two hands we can do this <laughs> Oh, it's crazy though. Yeah, right? but I mean, again, that's that's type A. Type A, you're yeah. very driven. You, you like me with that. Yeah. So sometimes noticed. you, you know what? The probability <laughs> of the baby being born on the eighth, pretty slim. It'll be like, a blessing. Uh, it'll be a blessing. It'll be the ninth. I'm gonna have a conversation. So listen, we're busy on the eighth. We got yeah. something going on. We'll push it out the next day. We'll do it on the ninth. <laughs> do what you can first, right? <laughs> of course. I love that. Let's uh, let's ask this, and it's something that it's gonna speak to me a lot because I came from moments in my life when I was planning, dreaming about opening up something like this. Hence why, honestly, Antonio, when I walked in, it took five seconds, right, Omid? It took like five seconds for us to go in here and be like, yep, done, we're good. We don't even want to look at any other restaurant. This is where we're doing our event. And I kind of want you to realize if you had, let's say three people, mm -hmm. and you had to choose one of them as maybe your apprentice. Maybe mm -hmm. you reach that point where you're like, okay, one of these people is gonna be the next person to own this place after me or they're going to be that manager you're going to hire mm -hmm. when you open up the next one right you have a commerce student mm -hmm. you have someone who studied culinary arts mm -hmm. maybe they're a chef of mm -hmm. some sort mm -hmm. and then you have the third person who is loves food they just love food right yeah. they, they can tell you remotely about every single restaurant they've gone to in edmonton they're just a foodie mm -hmm. Out of those three people, who do you think is going to be the most successful in your eyes as someone you could bring on as a manager? Someone who you feel like, hey, they're going to hit all the key points of, of everything from getting those plates yeah. on that day to payroll to running an operation staff, all of it, everything else in between, right, and making yeah. this establishment happen. Who would you hire and why? I would tell you this is it's a very interesting question because I've certainly had um, people in the last 16 years of those backgrounds somebody's just finished commerce and maybe this is a, a temporary but they love food they've done it their whole time in school so they got a bit of an understanding 
business minded, um, right? So yeah, business minded. So they understand the back end. Uh, I've certainly had uh, culinary people come in and you know big um, resume and like oh wow they go back there and they just flourish yeah in the so back of house got that and then you, I've had people that step in with zero experience uh, that are foodies that are coffee lovers that have honestly been kind of like the people that stand up the most in the last 16 years so I would say they all have something that they can bring to the table but if I had a choice yeah I've developed a lot of systems over the years and I've got beyond what I could even find in my computer in terms of templates for reference. Mm -hmm. So basically these systems are in place. So if I got to find somebody who loves food and wants to work hard, the the kind of creative side uh, in terms of the menu, I try to give some creative freedom, but I also know exactly what I want. And with that, we have recipes that seem to be followed. We have, and this is a part that's new in terms of what we're trying to do here, yeah. is when we have these private events, uh, if somebody wanted to have a wedding here, for example, we can create a we can have a very creative menu for you it's awesome i've invested in very unique technology here this isn't a like a full restaurant yeah but we have the ability to output what a full restaurant would amazing so that being said i think the answer to your question would be yeah. c c c because i would take that person that you know has a desire has a pa true passion absolutely um, there's a lot of people that go into culinary arts that there's a lot of people who go into a field and because they've invested four years or whatever it is they're not actually passionate about it, but because they've spent that time or that effort, they just stay there because the thought of having to go and retrain or reinvest in themselves, yeah. it's daunting. So they just stay there and they're not necessarily, you know, your the dream employee like is a bit cliche, yeah. but it's not really the, the right position for them. They're never gonna fully peak. Wow. Um, because really they're not they're not there because they wanna be there. Yeah. So that person who is super passionate and wants to learn and really wants to be a sponge. That would be my option. I love that. Yeah. And then, wow, you talking about passion right there, and I'm sure I'm already know the answer to this. How passionate are you, Antonio, in, in running Al Centro, in uh, being here today? I would tell you again, I'm an honest individual. I would tell you on a scale of one to 10, today I'm a 9.5, usually I'm a 19.5. It's been a long, long four years to get this yeah. place to where it is today. I can imagine. I'm still recharging. Uh, as we were chatting before we started the podcast today, just getting back to my activity and sure getting thing. to regular meditation again. Yeah. It's going to take me back to 19.5 and maybe even 30 because when I see what this space is and how far we've come and even just the three months that we've been open, it, for me, I'm very proud uh, yeah. of where we are today. Uh, but also looking down the road at where the road's going to take us, yeah. it's very motivating and very, uh, very inspiring. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll wow. tell you, I'm very passionate for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'll always be passionate. This is the business. This is what I love. Definitely. I just got back from Italy. This went is your to get some ideas. This is right. my baby, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For sure. Well, you know what? This is exactly why we wanted to bring you here today, Antonio, right? We want our audience to see that every single person we bring on here, and, and you from that angle of, of running a restaurant and, and from your background, you just answering that question gives us indication that passion is what's going to fuel someone's career. Passion is what's gonna make someone such as yourself who's ran so many of these successful restaurants choose C. The individual, hey, you know what? You love food. You go to all these different places. You're so passionate about trying different unique foods. I'm gonna hire you. I'm gonna pick your brain. You know, not to undermine anyone who wants to no. run a restaurant who uh, study business or, or who's a chef. Those are great entities. However, the one that you feel like you're going to get along with the most and, and actually see their eyes light up when you talk about the coffee and, and everything else to make this place running, 
there's someone you want on your team. For sure. So I, I appreciate you for, for actually bringing that into light. That's awesome. Well, we ask this to every single guest, Antonio, and we're gonna ask you, what does it mean to be on the second floor in life? And when I ask this, I don't mean it necessarily being on the podcast, okay? <laughs> I mean it more so, metaphorically, we define second floor as elevating, as you're always one step ahead. You're always trying to climb this never ending, steep, climb ahead to just get to that next level to feel like you're bettering yourself to feel like uh you're you're fueling your passion into your career mm -hmm. what does that mean for you to be on the second floor hmm that's, uh, that's an interesting question um i would say for me uh getting to the second floor in this exact instant of a centro for taking it from a business perspective would be to get us to the finish line get the door open get the concept going um in life i would tell you that finding a true work balance. Uh, I'm only recently married, uh, three years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I was too work-oriented. Um, all I did was work and train. Uh, so I didn't really have a lot of time for relationships. So in the last few years, I've worked to find that balance. Uh, I met my wife through work. Yeah. Um, so she understands what it takes, the kind of hours it requires. Yeah. That being said, when I chose this location, I chose downtown, this part of downtown, for several reasons, mainly because my intention initially was to be open just daytime, Monday to Friday, corporate hours, mm -hmm. so that I could be at home at night with family. Yes. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're expecting July, and I want to be home at night, I want to be home on the weekends. Um, being here in the last few years, getting the door open with all the surprises we've encountered, I've got to meet a lot of the people that work and live in this neighborhood, of course. and they're super excited. They're like, oh, it's be such a great thing to be able to have somewhere to go before the theater, after the theater, yeah, on a Saturday. Here. It's just like, oh, wow, this is kind of, you know, a little shift in what my kind of vision was for the hours of this place. Yeah. But building a, you know, good team that you can rely on that can still, this place isn't meant to be about me. It's meant to be about the experience here, your experience here. Yeah. So I want my team to be able to give you the same experience, the same love that I would give you when you walk in the door. Awesome. That being said, theoretically, I don't need to be here all the time. Yeah. So I can have that second floor vision yeah. come to reality where I can actually be at home with my uh, my wife, my we don't know if it's a boy or girl. We're gonna wait and find out. Awesome. Um, you know, and spending time with family. Family's a big. It's always been important to me uh, on my wife's side of the family. I've been a part of their family for 12 years now, and and really see the importance and the um, the strength of you know a strong family. Yeah. And it just you know makes me want more in terms of for people. Like people sometimes forget how important. Uh, relationships but especially you know intimate family can be and how much you can rely, rely on each other help each other work together um, people get into these little spats over really usually nothing yeah. uh, and then people don't talk for months or years and then finally they realize and they come back together and she's like wow we just wasted three four years of time so true. and it's really sad but that second floor for me is all about just trying to improve it on yesterday. And I think it's part of my, my OCD DNA. Yeah. Uh, today was a good day, but tomorrow's gonna be better. Wow. Many times people come in, they'll have a cappuccino, and they, oh, this is the best cappuccino I've ever had. It's like, well, it better be. I've freaking been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not good at it by now, I better change jobs. Yeah. But I said, come tomorrow, I'll make it even better for you. How? Come find yeah. out. So wow. we have to improve every day on yesterday. It's our opportunity to. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to honor that and appreciate that from you for a second because that speaks volumes to me, especially to the degree of 
that teeter-totter effect, right? Where one side's life, personal, wife, kids, family, friends. The other is work. Mm-hmm. What what puts food on the table? What's going right. to make myself and my family and my friends and, and, and who I provide for enjoy the life that we're having mm-hmm. and, and how we can balance all of that in full effect. Sure. And I appreciate you for letting us know and confirming that if you focus too much on one or the other, you're not going to have a balanced teeter-totter, no. No. right? When you could fully understand that sometimes, you know, you're going to have to put that hard head on of a, and it's your, it's your work hat, and mm-hmm. you just have to, be, you have to be immersed in the work, yeah. and you have to enjoy it, and you have to make sure everything you're doing is, is going to move that forward. But when tomorrow comes, it's going to be a better day. Absolutely. And then when you look at family, okay, well now, you know, you put that family hat on. You're there for your wife. You're there for your friends and family, right? Because yeah. just as you said, right, years can slip by, and you could go, wow. I'm here sitting with someone who I was so close with, but I let all that time go to not like fully be there because when I would be present, my mind would be somewhere else. Right. And you just, you made it really clear to, to have a full balance. And then that's what it means to you to be on the second floor. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Wow. It's like the equal sign, right? Yeah. There's two lines, one's on the top, one's on the bottom, but if you flip them, they're identical. So your work and your life, you can interchange them. They're, they're part of everybody's daily routine. Course. And people who don't work typically crave work. Like people who retired, they're they're not sure what to do with themselves. Most people. That's been my experience. My father retired last year. Uh, for a year, he stayed at home, didn't do much, and now we're open here. He comes and helps me every day. And to Love see it. him back where he's doing something, he's thriving. He's way better. He's so much happier. He's yeah. just cogn- more cognitive. He's just happier in general. It's home to it's, him. It's being home there. for sure. He's, right? he's just used to working, and we all it. need to work. It's we all we all need a purpose. That's so true. You can't just sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. You need a purpose. And with that, work, life, friends, personal time, you have to find that balance. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of this special episode with Antonio, founder of El Centro. And the second one, I know I'm probably going to butcher it. Can you please say it? <laughs> De Capo. De Capo. For anybody who wants a nice, fine coffee, a time away from work, or to meet a friend, El Centro and De Capo is the place to do it. I want everyone to stay tuned and hear more details about the event that Antonio, Omid, and I are going to be spearheading for the first annual second floor event. And this caps our episode for the second floor. And lastly, for those of you who want to stay in touch with Antonio, maybe pick his brain some more, get to know what he's doing. Where can people follow your journey, Antonio? Alcentro.ca, A-L-C-E-N-T-R-O.ca. Our website should be launched by the end of this week. Uh, and it's a super interactive website and you'll be able to actually very much be a part of its growth because it's, uh, it's a cutting edge website in terms of uh, what's currently on the market. Awesome. Yeah. There it is, my man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No.